Hey everyone, Lainey here. So today I'm bringing you a clip from a show I think you'll really enjoy. It's called One Strange Thing. Now, if you're looking for something a little fantastic, a little funny, and a little wondrous, then this podcast is right up your alley. Now, twice a month, One Strange Thing brings you some of the oddest stories from America's regional newspaper archives. And these tales all have something in common. They are entirely true. I know it's unbelievable, but trust me, these stories are incredibly fascinating. They feature elements that can't be explained by logic alone. Now, after listening to episodes about a house in Atlanta that blends, or a ring that was lost on one continent and found on another, or a man who was struck by lightning and regained his sight, well, you'll begin to wonder about the oddities hiding in your own hometown. This is the perfect show for lovers of cryptids, haunted houses, curses, unexplained phenomena, you know, the good stuff. And today I'm sharing a clip from their recent episode exploring the story of a very infamous and very allegedly haunted doll that you all may be familiar with. And yes, his name is Robert, and his story begins in Florida. He was a lifelong companion of a boy named Otto, and the rest is haunted history. And trust me, I couldn't skip this episode, even though you guys know how much I hate dolls. Be sure to follow One Strange Thing wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released every other Tuesday. Before we jump into episode 65, The Toy, a reminder, we'll be back with regular episodes on January 15th. I'm Laura Norton, and this is One Strange Thing, the show where we search the nation's news archives for stories that can't quite be explained. Now, strangers, we've described some truly unpleasant things to you over the course of this entire show, and we like to think that we usually undersell them, that we couch the terrifying in some dry humor and it all comes out in the wash. We pride ourselves on having pretty strong stomachs for this sort of thing. Give us your body parts preserved in jars, your weird blobs, your haunted objects, and you'll mostly be met with serene Mona Lisa smiles. After all, it's all in a day's work for those of us who've made this our hobby. And that's why we're pleased to gather the stories from forgotten papers and bring them to you like little journalistic elves or goblins, whichever you prefer. So all this to say, it's rare when we see a photograph in a newspaper archive and have a visceral reaction. But the subject of today's story got us there. We exclaimed. There were expletives. There were furrowed brows, double and triple takes, jaws on the floor, aghast at what had appeared before us. Listeners, this was our reaction to a picture of Robert the Doll. Robert the Doll is allegedly haunted, and to see him is too well, believe that that's probably true. Our previous foray into the haunted toy area was a classic baby doll. And ostensibly, we understand the notion that it might have one time appealed to, well, someone. But we cannot understand Robert. There is simply no denying the fact that Robert is, put generously, very creepy. And put less generously, well, he's horrifying. 
He's one of Florida's most gloriously awful exports, and his story starts around the turn of the 20th century. Now, we've called him a doll so far, as many people do, but technically, Robert is not one. At least he wasn't designed to be. He became a doll out of use rather than design. Let us explain. Robert is roughly the size of a six-year-old child, and according to the Stife Company, in his pre-doll life, he was likely a mannequin in a shop window. We'll get into his transition into doll territory in a moment, but let's unpack his present appearance first. Because, yes, unfortunately, Robert is still kicking. Or sitting. Whatever. Robert's body is made of foam and fabric, to which the decades have not been kind. His skin is yellowed like the paper of books at your grandparents' house. He's dressed in a sailor suit, white with pastel blue accents. He is stuffed with straw, and he remains somewhat floppy as a result. His face is the worst part. It's vaguely humanoid, but either has lost definition over the years or never had it to begin with. Imagine taking a lazy eraser to someone's features. Are you picturing that? Make it worse. So, the shape of his face is roughly an oval, with a slight raised part in the middle and two pink dots that allude to nostrils. His eyes are pitch black and perfectly round, made worse by tiny, painted-on eyebrows hovering above. His mouth bears only the suggestion of lips, but is now more a single, perfectly horizontal line, it is bulging slightly at the sides, in a move that's probably intended to evoke full childlike cheeks. Instead, it achieves the effect of, I'm holding a mouthful of bees and a horrible secret. Robert the doll also has hair. Oh, does he? It's short and blonde, peeking out from under his sailor cap. According to the record, Robert's hair is human. Hair from whom? Wouldn't we like to know? Or actually, maybe we wouldn't. Nowadays, Robert is encased in glass in a Florida museum. But for the purposes of our story, we need you to imagine Robert outside the confines of that museum exhibit and back in his heyday. You see, at one time, Robert the doll was loved deeply, and many argue, to a fault, by a little boy named Otto. Technically, Otto was actually the boy's surname, but he used it as a nickname, and you'll find out why in a moment. But to begin, the boy's full name was Robert Eugene Otto. According to the Miami Herald, Robert Eugene Otto was born in Key West, Florida in 1898, in a house his father had built by hand. His father, Thomas Otto, owned two local drugstores, the family had been in Key West for three generations. How exactly Robert the doll ended up in Otto's possession is unclear. The Fort Lauderdale News claimed that Otto's parents had helped raise a girl from the Caribbean when Otto was small and that Otto had received Robert from that girl as a kind of gift. Who the girl was or what helped raise means exactly or where or how she might have acquired a doll the size of a human child, yes, that's also somewhat unclear. The Stife Company has chimed in, as we said, 
and believes Robert is one of their creations from the late 1800s or early 1900s. Now likely, Robert was part of a window display of, and we're not kidding, clowns. Where that display might have been or what happened to those mannequins after they were finished with their tour of duty is, you guessed it, unclear. But the story goes that Robert Eugene Otto somehow received the life-sized, hay-stuffed mannequin at around the age of six in 1904. The mannequin became a doll in the possession of a child who played with it nearly constantly. And then the human boy Robert gave the doll his own first name. In turn, he started going by his middle name, or his last name, Otto, instead. That's quite a commitment, right? Right. If you thought this story was about to take a turn for the heartwarming, think again. Instead, it's going to be weird, because young Otto didn't just play with his new companion. He treated Robert the doll like a sentient creature. In fact, according to the Fort Lauderdale News, he almost treated Robert as a kind of alter ego. Quote, when he got in trouble, he would blame the doll. He would say, Robert did it. According to the record, things around the house would go missing or be broken, and the child would insist it was always Robert's fault. The reporter wrote that Otto could often be heard playing with Robert in his room, and that multiple voices and giggles were audible. Plus, there's this, quote, Sometimes, when only Robert was in the room, not only could giggling be heard, but also the scratch and thud of objects being dragged across the floor. 